Well, our scripture this morning comes from Romans chapter 5. Hear the word of the Lord. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Holy Lord, we thank you for your word and the power that it has in our lives, that it is always new and changing and fresh. And because of your Holy Spirit, there is always something new for us to gain and learn and understand. And so gracious God, we pray that you would open our hearts and our minds so that whatever it is you have for us this day would be pressed deep within us so that when we hear it, it would not easily fall away. And gracious Lord, I pray that you would take these words of mine, that you would turn them from water into wine because Lord, we know that you will take even the simplest of things and do miracles with them. So do it even now in our midst this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, it is the weekend that we're celebrating our graduates. And so if you've never felt singled out before, <laughs> here's a message just for you. <laughs> I was thinking about my time at the end at, in high school and college, even seminary, and and how um, you know in high school, well, all growing up, I was very shy. Yes, it's true. My mother's here. You can ask her. I was very shy, but when I got to college, there was just this great opportunity. Right, all of a sudden, I got to kind of explore who I was and my personality, and get to know people and find clubs that I wanted to join and really engage in my classes, the ones that, that brought excitement to me. And I even changed my major, which was really scary, but I did it. And, uh, and so there's all these things that were happening in college that I just loved, right? I loved my friends. I loved the clubs I was in. My classes were cool. I liked my professors, most of them. Food was awesome. Um, I am talking about cliches this morning, not the freshman 15. I did not take that one on. I'm very proud to say. However, <laughs> the one cliche that I swore would not apply to me was senioritis. Senioritis was not going to get me because school was awesome and life was amazing. And so I've heard about senioritis, but it wasn't going to get me. Now, I don't know if maybe those, because we got some high school graduates right here, so maybe maybe you've experienced a little senioritis. I don't know. I mean, those last couple months of school, they can be kind of tricky sometimes. But I'm telling you, when I got to college, that senioritis, it hit me, and it hit me hard. I was talking, I was actually talking to my college roommate on Friday, and I told her what my sermon was going to be about, and I told her I was going to talk about senioritis, and rather boisterously, she says on the other end of the phone, oh, you know all about that. It's like, whoa, all right. <laughs> but she did get a first, uh, a bird's eye view. 
firsthand knowledge. She knew exactly what I went through. I mean, like I said, I liked my degree. I was excited about where it was going to take me. It was going to take me to a life working in the church, and that was awesome. But then, you know, those last few months, it just kind of happened. It just kind of creeped up. All of a sudden, all that work I had put in, all that effort, all that planning, and and it was like there was just a switch, and I was like, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm good. I don't really need to look for a job, do I? Um, do I really need to put quite as much effort into that paper? I think I've passed. They're going to let me graduate, right? I don't need to do all that extra work. There was just something going on. Now, I think with senioritis, it might be a combination of things, right? You have worked so long and so hard, and sometimes you just get to a point where you are just tired, and to think you have one more paper just feels overwhelming. But I got to say that there's also a part where, you know, I just kind of think that maybe we just think this is the comfortable thing. This is what we know, and 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 to to realize that this big change is coming, that can be kind of hard to face. It can be hard to articulate and and hard to put words to, hard to really understand because it's a new thing, something we haven't experienced. I think that's kind of what senioritis is all rolled up into one. You know what I mean? But the thing is with with something like senioritis, it, it doesn't just happen whenever we're at the end of uh, a school career, at the end of our, our college days, or, or at the end of our, our, our training for, through a trade school or something. It happens all the time, even in the midst of projects, even in the midst of things that we do every day in our lives. I, I'm, I apologize, Mom, I didn't ask your permission, but I, I, we lived through two five-year plans in my, in my growing up. Like we had plans to, to change things in our house and renovate. And it was a five-year plan for renovations. And all of a sudden we ended up into a second five-year plan because we didn't get everything done in five years. It happens. Sometimes it just happens, right? We're, we're going and we think we're going to make it. And then, it, wait, it didn't quite work the way we thought it was going to. So listen, whether we are senior in high school, whether we find ourselves 65, 70, you know, about, about to, to retire, wherever we might find ourselves in between there, we go through these times where, where life is, is growing and changing and there are challenges and, and there can even be some suffering. It can be really hard because something is changing and something's new and we're not sure what to anticipate. We're not sure what the next few days are going to bring, what the next few months or even years might bring. But, but let's hear what the writer of Romans said. First of all, the writer of Romans says, we have peace. And here's why we have peace. We have peace because of who God is. Our one true God. God, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We have peace because our God loves us. Our God has wanted us to know that we are loved beyond a shadow of a doubt. Our God wants us to know that no matter what we've done, who we are, where we've been, or what we've been through, that his love is for us. There is nothing that we can do, nothing that we can gain, nothing that we can access, nothing that we can work out on our own that will make us any more deserving of God's love for us. And his love is for us through his son, Jesus Christ. So when we put our faith in Jesus, when we know that we have that forgiveness of our sins, when we know that our life is made whole because of Jesus Christ, we have that peace with God. 
and it doesn't end there. That peace with God that we have through the life, death, resurrection of Jesus Christ by taking him as our savior is made powerful within us and through us by the Holy Spirit, working in us every day of our lives. That is the peace that we have in our lives. And that, the writer of Romans says, is what we should boast in all day long. We should have confidence. We should be able to boast in it. Life is good because of who God is, how God loves us, how he's forgiven and freed us to live a life of love and hope and joy and peace. And that's great. And we can be confident confident and comfortable in that. And here's where I want you to hear how I'm tying this into some senioritis. <laughs> because we can't just boast in the good stuff. We're not just boasting in what's comfortable, in what's enjoyable, in what we love, in, in, in what's good. Because the writer here of Romans says that we are also supposed to boast in our suffering in those things that are hard and difficult and uncomfortable. We also boast in our suffering, but the writer says it doesn't stop there because if we are boasting in who God is, even in the midst of our suffering, that means that we're gonna be continuing. And as we, as we continue, even in the midst of our suffering, it's going to develop within us perseverance. Yep. When that senioritis hits, you're going to need to persevere. You're going to need to keep going. We're not giving up. We're not done. It's not over. And, and when, we, when we persevere, as we continue to persevere, it develops character. And that character, as it continues to grow, reminds us it is how we hold on then to hope. It is how we see hope. It's how we experience hope. Because this life is hard. This life is full of challenges. God never said it would be easy. He said he would be faithful and that we needed to be faithful. And that as he is faithful, as we are faithful, there is hope through Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. So, so we just need to keep, keep on keeping on. And I'll tell you that the best thing about who our God is, is that he will never leave us. He will never abandon us. One of the, the beautiful word pictures here in the Greek, which is what our New Testament is translated from here in the Greek, that word peace, that word peace means joined together. And just picture, you know, some of that beautiful word, woodworking that, that you've seen where we're like a drawer, right? It's just beautifully dovetailed together. So perfectly manufactured, so perfectly cared for, every little notch so perfectly aligned that it fits like a glove. You know what I'm talking about? It just fits so seamlessly. And when those notches come together, they don't just fit seamlessly, they hold. There is nothing that is pulling them apart because they're that connected. That is the peace. That is the peace that God gives us through Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit. 
That is the peace that is ours. So even in the midst of suffering, even as we are doing everything to persevere, even when we recognize that that God is building some character within us, we know that peace is ours. That peace cannot be taken from us. And if we feel like that peace is leaving us, then we get to make a choice. We get to choose to say, no, that peace is mine and nothing can take it from me. So while I uh, may have fallen prey to that old cliche that I swore I wouldn't, we're all going to find ourselves in places and times where we may feel this or any other cliche trying to take hold of us. But let me tell you something that is not a cliche, but is truth. Our God is good. Our God is faithful. Our God is our peace. Our God is our joy. And that can never be taken from us. So wherever you're heading, whether you're going off to college, whether you're planning out some retirement, whether you're planning a project at work that just seems a little daunting right now, whether you're planning plans for your family to grow and you're just not sure how that's going to all work out according to God's plan, maybe you are, are just trying to plan a little vacation and, and the days just feel like they're dragging on until you can get there. I'm telling you, don't let that peace leave you. Don't let that ever leave you. That peace is no cliche. That peace is something you can always, always depend on because our God is always faithful. Today in the church is not only graduation Sunday for us here, but in the greater church, it's celebrated as Trinity Sunday. Friends, I hope you've heard it today. And I hope that you will never, never let go of the fact that our God is so great. Our God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, always working in us, with us, through us, in spite of us, and for us. So we give thanks. We give all glory and honor and praise to our one true God.